Welcome to Why I Quit, a show that covers real people quitting their nine to five jobs in search of something different. Listen to inspiring conversations where we dive deep into the stories of why people quit their jobs, what were the hardest parts, where are they now, and any advice for people following the same path. We are so excited to introduce Kay Reddy as this week's guest on Why I Quit. Listen as Kay discusses her journey of dropping out of high school and becoming a teen mom. Learn how she used this experience to propel herself into the sales industry where she's now had over 25 years of experience. Get inspired hearing how she's been able to create multiple six-figure income streams from home and educate others to do the same. Hey, Kay, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about your story. Do you mind telling me a little bit about uh, where you're from and your education background? Yes, absolutely. So I am from um, Michigan. I'm about 20 minutes south of Detroit in the area that here is known as the Down River area. And as far as education, so I have some college, no degree, high school dropout, went back and did it all over again. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about um, kind of your, you know, like expectations, like growing up, did you, you know, did you have aspirations of like a specific type of career? Did you have like a type of job in mind or a field that you were interested in going into? I did. I had two. So growing up, I always either wanted to be a nurse or I thought having an executive job sitting behind a desk was the life to live. Tell me a little bit about your journey and, you know, kind of how that led into the early days of your career. Yes, absolutely. So I was in school. I was an all A and B student, um, but then I became a teen mom. So I had my first child at the age of 16, kind of lived um, an abusive lifestyle as being physically abused. Um, and so with all of that happening, that kind of led to me, like I said, dropping out of high school. But I always knew that there was more. I always wanted more. And so it was just kind of like that period of time kind of tried to derail me. But um, in that, I think with kind of going through that and having my child at a young age, it kind of forced me to kind of go into adulthood probably sooner than I had expected. But at that time, not only did I have one person to think about, I had two people to think about. And I think from that, that was kind of my driving force to say, okay, that was just something to kind of set you back in that moment. But there is more on the inside of you that you can do more. And there is more out there. You just have to make up in your mind that you want it. And that's what I did and kind of went after it. And that kind of led to my career path, if you will, as an entrepreneurship. Nice. And talk to me about how that experience kind of led you into kind of some initial jobs. I know like a lot of people, you know, kind of struggle early on in their careers, just supporting themselves. Now you're supporting um, yourself and your child, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, how did you jump into the workforce and what was that experience like for you in terms of, you know, kind of managing everything you had going on? 
Yeah, it was it was challenging. I'm not going to lie. It, it was pretty challenging. But, you know, like I said, I did make up in my mind, like, look, OK, you got to do something. So I did. I went back to school and, you know, got my GED and kind of did that whole thing. And I kind of got off into like, I'm going to go this path of doing the whole office type of thing. So I kind of started like working as an executive assistant and kind of doing that. But kind of going through that, I think I quickly realized that uh, I don't know about being confined behind a desk in a nine to five is really the path that I want long term. But I think this will, you know, kind of set the stage to get me to where I'm going. <laughs> Was it, you know, the the type of work that um, you were like struggling with or was it more that you wanted to be, you know, out and about or a different type of role? Like what was it that you were like kind of really got you thinking about doing something else? I think it was the fact that I like to be out and about. <laughs> so, you know, nothing wrong with being behind a desk or anything like that. I mean, because the job was not a hard job. I, I'm just the type of person that I tend to, uh, like to be out and about. I'm I'm the type of person that kind of like to be adventurous. And so kind of sitting behind the desk is like, you you pretty much know what's coming next. So, and it's just like this, this, and this. And I'm like, no, I think I'm far beyond that. <laughs> you know, you mentioned your entrepreneurial journey. You know, did you ever have entrepreneurial aspirations growing up or have someone in your family that was entrepreneurial? Like kind of when did that thought process start of like something that you were interested in? Well, I think it kind of started like very young. Um, I don't remember seeing anyone in my family that was an entrepreneur. Mostly everybody in my family, they worked pretty much worked in the medical field. Um, that's kind of what I grew up around. But I can remember like very young, maybe like 10, my siblings and I, we decided that we were going to try to like start a business <laughs> and, and we each had like different roles. So I think it was just something that was always in me. But just trying to find, okay, what is it that entrepreneurship is so broad? Where do I kind of want to focus? And I found myself um, in sales. So it kind of started with like direct sales, just like, hey, you know, they're like, you can make this money from home, which kind of sounded very appealing to me because I was at that time, I when I was younger, I was a single mom, um, later married with more children. And so it just kind of made sense like, okay, you know, this might work if I can work from home and still make money. And so that's how I got into introduced, I would say into sales. Nice. And tell me a little bit about your kind of initial experience in the sales field. I know sometimes it can be you know, pretty intense and, you know, kind of what were some of your learning experiences early on and kind of how did you take that, you know, in the rest of your career kind of moving forward as well? One thing that it taught me for sure is that you have to have tough skin. <laughs> That's one thing for sure that you have to have because in sales, you're going to hear no a lot. And so for me in the beginning, it was just kind of like, okay, I don't know how this is going to work, but I knew that either I had to get, either get past that or go back to doing a job, whatever that was. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm really going to be determined. So I think it taught me to really understand that when people are saying, no, it's not, don't take it personal. Like you just have to get 
past that. So even developing my communication skills, even learning how to talk to people, what to say, and, and you know, and different things like that, and also learning how to be persistent and not giving up. Talk to me about, you know, how long you were kind of in that sales field for, and then, you know, kind of like how your career kept progressing, you know, were you in kind of a similar role, you know, during, for a long period of time, were you, you know, jumping between different opportunities or what did it look like at that time? So at that time, it did kind of look like jumping from different opportunities, all within the sales realm, but really trying to, and I'm, I'm going to say this with the, the most up respect because I respect the industry. I respect people who are in direct sales and in multi-level marketing, but I think they tend to lead with, I don't know if I want to call it deception, <laughs> but they kind of lead with not the whole truth. And so that kind of led me from, and I don't want to say all, so I don't want to sit here and like, I'm categorizing everybody in the industry because I am not, I've met some phenomenal people, but um, it, it did kind of make me like, okay, so this one didn't work. So I'm going to go to this next one because literally what they sell is a dream. And it's not that the dream is not obtainable, but I think you just have to learn the proper skills and you have to learn, you know, where is it that you fit in? And so because I didn't have that piece of it, it caused me to go from opportunity to opportunity to opportunity. So whether that was makeup or jewelry or weight loss, whatever it was. And so I found myself, I made money in some of them, some of them I did pretty well. Um, but to get to where I was going, I was like, okay, something here needs to change. And so I was like, okay, I think I like sales, but I think I want to do this in a different way. So as you're looking into, you know, sales in a different way, you know, what did you start looking at? And then what did that turn into? So for one, I literally had to kind of, what I did that worked for me was I had to literally take a break. And so that's what I did. I kind of took a pause at, by this time I, you know, I'm married, I have four children and it's like, okay, you just need to kind of take a pause here and figure out what's going on. And so I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just go back to doing the stay at home mom thing. I'm just going to do that. And so literally I got introduced to sales in a way of real estate through a friend of mine. So it was kind of like, Hey, I have this friend, they need someone that can come in part-time. And at that time it was just doing HUD inspections. So I'm like, okay, I can, that sounds like something I could do. So I did it, but I quickly realized that the HUD inspections wasn't really what I found to be enjoyable. But being in that environment, I said, okay, this is sales again, something that I know that I like to do. Maybe I'm going to give this type of sales a shot. And so I went and got my real estate license and I've been in real estate ever since. Nice. And yeah, talk to me a little bit about, you know, especially that first year in real estate. I think something we talk about all the time on the show is like the expectation versus reality of that first year. You know, um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, what you thought it was going to be like and what it was, you know, the reality of it. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> because when I started, I started in the market when the market had crashed and everything was just not good. I pulled a couple people like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. And they're like, don't do it. Now is not the time. And I'm like, I'm going to do it anyway. So in my mind, it was like, oh, this is so glamorous. You know, I get to go see beautiful homes. I get to, you know, help people. But what the reality was, yes, you do get to go see great homes, but it wasn't just as cut and dry as that. Like it literally was work. So what people see on, you know, on television when they watch the home shows and people are that it's it's not that <laughs> it it literally requires work. But at the same token, it is a very rewarding um, career. So in my first year, I did struggle. Um, I didn't, I don't think I did terribly bad, especially in a down market and especially in the area in which the office that I worked for was in. I think I probably in my first year, I closed like 18 deals, which was great as a first year, but it, it definitely wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It did require a lot of my time and it did require a lot of work. And talk to me about, you know, post year one you know, how did you work to kind of like improve the number of deals you closed, improve the time you had to put in, you know, all those things, you know, like what, what were some of the things you focused on kind of heading into future years? So heading into future years, I definitely focused on like more training and more education because when I first started, although I did close 18 deals, it was a struggle because I didn't have a lot of help because the brokerage that I was working for, they were older. And so they had been in it for years and they were to the point to where they were considering like, this is going to be the end of their career. So I, I definitely had to kind of take that initiative to, to go and learn. So it was a lot of education. It was a lot of trial and error and, and just kind of being consistent in providing, um, an exceptional service. So that kind of led to referral base. And so for a period of years, I kind of just ran off of just kind of like a referral base from my business. Be curious to know, like, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, are looking at potentially, you know, leaving their current position, kind of going into a new field, you know, with, with your experience kind of jumping into real estate and then growing it over years, you know, what's, you know, what's a piece of advice you would give someone kind of like thinking about following a similar path? One thing that I would definitely say, especially if you already have a job, I would not quit my job to get into real estate without having at least six months of a cushion because it it's, you know, oftentimes, you know, we kind of jump into things because we're excited and, and it's something new, but it sometimes it takes a little bit of time from client nurturing, you know, from client to close could be, you know, 60 days, 90 days. So definitely in that transition, make sure that you have a cushion and also to just, if you're going to do it, to just do it, like, you know, be all in, learn as much as you can and, and just go for it. You know, something with people that start uh, businesses that we talk about a lot on this show is kind of thinking through, you know, the work-life balance in terms of, especially as a real estate agent, you're kind of always on the clock in terms of clients reaching out to you and all these things. Like, how do you think about work-life balance and how do you kind of balance everything you have going with your family, your work and, you know, everything else in your life? No, work-life balance is very important. 
when I started in real estate, the first, um, I don't know, maybe the first four or five years, I, I, cause I had got to a point to where I was almost burnt out because I thought that giving the best service meant being available 24 seven. And so what that did was that caused other areas of my life to suffer family, you know, being able to do other things that I wanted to do. And oftentimes we think of entrepreneurship as a way to be able to create freedom, to not only be able to create income, but to be able to create freedom. And instead of me feeling like I was free, I felt like I was a slave, if you will, to my work because I didn't understand setting boundaries. So if you, so no matter what career path you're going down as far as entrepreneurship goes, it is very important that you set boundaries in the beginning. You can do it after you've gone through it. It could be a little bit more challenging because people are already stuck in their ways, but for sure you have to have boundaries. So you don't have to be available 24 seven in order to provide an exceptional experience for your clients. I think that work balance is very important because what you don't want to do is cause your personal life, your family life to suffer at the hands of your work. What would you say was kind of the hardest part of the journey of like starting up, you know, a business of your own, you know, and kind of what were some of the ways that you were able to kind of you know, work through that and then, you know, kind of continue to grow your business over the years? I think one of the most challenging things was support. Because oftentimes when you have an idea or when you're going off to start something, sometimes the ones that you expect that are the closest to you to support you sometimes don't see the vision the way that you see it, or they may not be excited the way that you are. So I think that was one of the hardest things for me was to accept the fact that some of the people who were close to me was not as supportive as I wanted them to be. So what I had to do was just kind of take a step back and say, look, this is your vision. This is your thing. So you have to see this through no matter who's on board and who's not, and just embrace those that are there to celebrate you and to help you through it, whether they're, you know, close family or whether they're people that you're just meeting. You know, over the years, as you've um, got, you know, continued to grow the real estate side, have you, you know, are there other entrepreneurial things you're interested in? Are you all in on real estate or kind of where's your mindset on, on that? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm all in with real estate, but I do, here's the thing. I do have other things that are going on, but they all work together. So it's all real estate in some form or fashion. So, you know, I do have a podcast and it's business real estate. Um, I coach other women in business, but they're real estate agents. Um, I am a host for a, a TV show and it's lifestyle and real estate. So although I have my hands in other things and doing other things, it all comes back to real estate. Gotcha. And in terms of the coaching side, you know, what are, you know, what is one of, or some of like, you know, the core you know, I guess items or pieces of like feedback that you're regularly giving to your clients is, do you see like similar things, you know, with most of your clients or does it switch from client to client or what does that look like? I think for the most part, it's pretty much the same across the board with the people who I have been able to help and mentor. And that's 
attraction marketing. It's all about marketing. Um, and I found that a lot of real estate agents, especially some of the newer ones, maybe like in their first five years, they kind of struggle with, you know, how am I going to obtain clients? How do I increase my, my client base, which increase my sales? And so I tend to focus a lot on marketing and I do it in the form of attraction marketing. So being able to attract people to you by speaking the language that they understand. Across different businesses, you know, we've seen it's like, you know, getting attention and getting in front of people is getting harder and more expensive. You know, I think it's uh, a lot of people think of just, you know, digital ads or SEO, but I think at the end of the day, that's, it's becoming more expensive and harder to do that. And so, you know, kind of what are some of the things that you've found to be like successful that has worked for you? So some of the things that I found to be successful for me is generally like just adding my personality. So yes, we do, I do teach people like, you know, videos and, you know, going lives and, you know, spending money with, you know, having someone who is familiar with SEO and, you know, getting yourself out there. But also too, I think in real estate, it, with that aspect of it, you still have to have some level of you because it is relational. It's a relationship business. And so for me, what I found to be very successful is just being myself. So, and I, I tell people, I kind of share my world, but not all of my world. So you can still have some privacy, but I think when people begin to feel like they know you, when people feel like they're a part of your life based on whether it's content that you're sharing or even based on if you're actually out there in the field and putting yourself out there in the community, when people, especially in real estate, when people feel like you are the resource, I think that's what helps when you're talking about marketing and attracting people to you. A question we ask um, every guest on this show is we try to think about it in the terms of like not too short term, but not too long term. So we think about like over the next three to five years, like what are you most excited about? It could be tied to your real estate business. It could be tied to personal. It could be a little bit both. Like, you know, what gets you most excited kind of moving forward? I think what gets me most excited um, is that. In the next three to five years, I, I, so my passion is I love to see women succeed, especially women in business, just from my background and my journey. And so over the next three to five years, I, I'm really just excited about helping more women discover themselves and being able to step into entrepreneurship, preferably real estate, and to be able to create that lifestyle that they always wanted to live. And I know for every woman, that is different, but I think that's what brings me the the most joy, and that's what the that's what I'm most excited about for my future. I'd love to give you a chance to talk a little bit about your one your real estate business to your coaching, kind of give a little elevator pitch about you and yourself of like where people can find you um, if they're interested in getting in touch. Sure, absolutely. Simply, you can find me on my website. It's my first and last name, so kready.com. You can find me there or kreadyempowers.com, same. Uh, on all social media handles, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, I'm everywhere. And it's just simply my name, kready. Perfect. Well, that's great. Um, and, you know, any last pieces of advice to give people, you know, just kind of like looking to follow their passions before uh, before jumping off? Yeah, I would just say do not allow fear or do not allow your past to paralyze you 
from moving forward because oftentimes we kind of get stuck with the things that we've been through or the things that we feel like we don't have enough of. I would just say whatever it is that you want to do to just know that you have the power on the inside of you. You just have to tap into it and release it. That's a, that's a perfect way to end it. Well, I really appreciate your time. I'd love to hear about your story and I'm excited to see where you take it next. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. It really means a lot to us. We want to hear from you as we keep growing. Please reach out on whyquit.co if you have any feedback or potential guests. A special thanks to Chris Dole for the music. Please check out his newest album, Here's to You, on Spotify. Thank you, and we will be back next week with another episode.